you're listening to the Embrace Simplified podcast, where you will be inspired to unlock simpler, healthier ways to live your life. I'm a corporate ladder climber turned entrepreneur on a mission to help busy women feel their best. I'm bringing you real conversation with all my favorites, and we're talking wellness, relationships, money, business, career, and even parenting. I want you to laugh and cry, learn and grow right alongside me. I'm your host, Kirsty. Let's keep it real. Pour your coffee and turn it up. Together, we are going to simplify our life. You guys, Lynn Newman is here with me today. This is such a huge treat for all of us. If you don't know Lynn, you are going to be introduced to a beautiful, grounded soul who will inspire you to be intentional in how you parent and create a home that aligns to your values. And if you know Lynn, well, then you just know. <laughs> Lynn calls herself a former perfectionist. She's the mom of two and the wife to a 10-year cancer warrior. She's an inspiring speaker, author, and holistic occupational therapist, and the founder of Gray Mothering. She loves to support women and their families, make small yet profound changes so they can find calm amidst the unknown. Ah, who doesn't want more of that right now? She's also a certified simplicity parenting, family life coach, birth doula, and Reiki practitioner. Lynn's ultimate wish is that every mother and child listen and trust their intuition. Lynn, I am so excited and honored that you're here today. You have been such a generous and impactful guide and friend for me. And I really just want everyone listening to get to know you and your approach today, because I think there's nothing else like it. You have this elegant balance of personal experience and professional expertise. And I know so many people find value in what you do in this world. So thank you for being here. Thank you, Kirstie. It's really great to connect and oh. to be on the journey. Together. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have been there for so many years. I want to make sure everyone understands exactly how you do what you do. So can you share with us about how you support women? Oh, boy. How do I support women? Well, I think first and foremost, I've continued to do the work and I've done the work, right? Like I've been in the trenches. My background is, you know, I've had 15, over 15 years experience as a registered occupational therapist, whatever that means, right? But there, there's a lot of the skill and the professional development and also, though, I've lived through some personal stuff and I've found resources and spaces where I've been able to deal with my so that I could show up first and foremost, not only for myself, you know, my family, like my, my kids, my motivation was to be able to be the, the person that I wanted to be for for my girls and also as a wife and, uh, you know, a partner, but then also that responsibility to be there for the people that I work with uh, was really important to me. So how do I do that? It's a big question. <laughs> I think it's a combination of being, yeah, being on the journey, helping people develop the skills. I think it's the emotional, probably um, looking at emotional resilience, shadow work, which means like looking at the, your fears, looking at the judgments so that you can untangle all of that. Using simplicity therapeutically. Simplicity is a huge value of mine. It was really essential on my journey as to how to navigate the ups and downs and the unknown. I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff, yeah, that I that I use uh, with clients, metaphor work and storytelling and tapping. You're very good 
at holding space for people. I don't know how else to describe it. And can you share with us a little bit more about how you got intimate with grief and could come through it in order to support people? I think it's probably threefold, you know, going back to my own childhood and navigating stuff, right? And I had, and who I am as a person, right? Like in terms of being empathic and really perceptive brought me into the second fold of the career that I chose where in occupational therapy, spirituality is at the core of it and function, how someone functions in their daily life and the meaning in which are the activities, like what activities do we choose to do in our daily life and what meaning do, do they bring and how can we use activity to heal and grow and develop the skills? You know, in OT school, we're told like you have one mouth and two ears for a reason. So we listen, we really actively work on the listening part and deepening those skills. The third fold of this journey and process is when I personally went through even more when I became a mother or on the journey to becoming a mother and also supporting my husband with chronic health condition and my own health stuff. What I found was like it's the clinical, nothing against anybody clinical because I was a clinical, you know, register, you know, therapist. But the thing is, is what I needed was the, the people who helped me the most were those who had done the work because not everyone who's a therapist has. And second, therapist or not, is the people who could really sit with me in not be in the dark, but who could be okay, who were comfortable in the dark, who could hold space for the grief and the judgments and the, do you know what I mean? To help me call me higher and to, to really shepherd me through that. And so being, having gone through it myself, I just deepened my skills to be able to do that for clients. And I went through it personally, just like feeling like I diminished or I compared, like I had nothing, to, you know, diminishing my own emotions. Like, oh, who am I to feel this way when so-and-so lost her husband, right? Like just that comparison is such a big trap of mine, but just coming to terms with all our emotions, no matter, and who, no, no matter your story, my story, it, it's valid. We need to honor, honor that. I agree so much. I've heard myself say to so many people recently, your heart is your heart. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Everyone has things that are hard, but when you kind of, like you said, diminish yours, it's really hard to process and to, to move through it. And, oh, I love that explanation. That's great. Okay. So one of the things, and this is one of the ways that I kind of initially started working with you was through your course in Simplicity Parenting. And I think I've taken, I was almost four years ago. I want to say maybe three. At the time, I really signed up because I was so drawn to you and knew nothing about simplicity parenting. <laughs> and and then I emerged like with this new instinct and this new permission. And so I often am talking about the concept of simplicity parenting. And I'd love for you to share with everybody what that is. So simplicity parenting itself was a certification I did, oh, I don't know, seven years ago when I was in the throes of survival mode and with my own family. And it's based on the book Simplicity Parenting by Kim John Payne. And so he trains, you know, there's a sort of like a, you can get trained in his sort of methodology and to run, facilitate groups. And so I had gone through it. It really helped. I found simplicity is a core value of mine and it really marries well with what occupational therapy is and what, you know, myself as a sort of 
you know, highly sensitive person responds to, right? So to looking at the environment, looking at our schedules, looking at our rhythms and rituals, and also filtering out sort of adult conversation. And, and really, I mean, the whole idea of it, he, Kim John Payne talks about metaphors. I just love the way he speaks about life and parenting. A lot of it, though, his work is founded on Rudolf Steiner, which is like a sort of a Waldorf inspired, you know, what the principles are steeped on are Rudolf Steiner. Yeah. Simplicity is so, it's a very essential I find in terms of like inner and outer looking at ways of prioritizing what matters for someone like, you know, when personally I was going through life and death, like Mark had cancer and he was given 10% chance to live. And I, I thought I didn't know if I was going to become a widow. I just really held on to simplicity was something that I could do. It makes sense. And I think so many people will find that relatable because there's so many unknowns right now. Yes. And I think it's not easy to be intentional when we feel like we're running like, you know, exhausted or in survival mode or have all of these unknowns in our life. And a lot of women right now have that. We're, we're experiencing that. So what would you say to somebody who wants to be intentional or wants to bring in more simplicity, but supporting her kids and herself right now in the world is just, it's a lot. Yes. So just acknowledging that this feels like it's a little bit too much, which is an indicator of where can I simplify? But, and I also understand what it's like when you can't change your life circumstances, right? Right. Like there are things beyond our control. So then what? Then it's looking at the environment is the easiest. Well, at least for me, I, I think it is the easier realm in which to look at, like, is the junk drawer driving you nuts? You know, I know it's like a symptom of something, a small thing, but it's something that you can do, right? Like it could take five minutes maybe to tidy that up or even looking at the kids' bedrooms or where they play, especially with kids being home a lot. I know that's a big source of stress, right? Like the mess and, you know, it's embracing the mess, but it's also knowing that you can do something about it. So what's one small doable change? Like the, the process, do you want me to go through the simplicity process? Change process? Yeah, why not? Yeah, tell us. So one is identify the dissatisfaction. So if you're listening and it's like, where... Where are you dissatisfied, right? I don't know, Christy, is there something like right now, like, you know, the mess in the kids' playroom, right? For example, maybe. So two would be imagine how would you like it to be, right? So like, it would be nice maybe if the kids would put their toys away or that they could find what they were playing with. And then three, it's create a small doable change. So what is it that you can do that's doable that would move you in that direction, Right. And then four is actually do the steps and then celebrate and any progress that you make. It's so simple. It, it just it is. But, yeah. you know, it's I remember at the time, I think the first thing I did when I was working through the course was the front entryway. Yeah. And it was like, no matter what time of year, things just accumulate when you have children. And I remember seeing this morning unfold completely differently than the mornings that we had been having. And I remember standing there in shock being like, oh my gosh, like the amount of things I had at the front door really did matter. And it like I could see the ripples to my daughter's behavior and like how easygoing she was leaving the home. And it just kind of clicked for me that it is simple, but it's like 
so impactful. Well, yeah, like simplicity doesn't mean it's easy, right? And it's actually, it takes more conscious effort, but the, the, the benefit is so huge. It is huge in so many different ways, mental space and connection and also less maybe clothes to launder and fold and put away and kids playing better. So what I love about it too, is like the imagination, like it's not prescriptive. So it's you create your own sort of um, small doable change. It's much more sustainable approach as well. It's not about perfection, right? It's just really about rolling with the, okay, where am I feeling some angst or dissatisfaction? What can I do about it? Right? Because you can, you are an agent of change and you are, you can create a different reality within the circumstances of your life. Absolutely. It can be something as small, like I made the play area like more comfortable for me to also join in. So I got like some big pillows and the kids find it really cozy. And I also enjoy being down on the floor and playing with them. It makes a big difference. I can think of these little small changes as you're talking about it that I know I've been really intentional about. And it is a, such a process. I'll just add that it can be my, you know, as small as like reorganizing your Tupperware drawer or as huge as changing, you know, selling your house and right, patients, right? In terms yes. of aligning to your values. I mean, that's one of the the things that we look at are what what's important to you, what matters and how aligned are you with that? And how can we sort of bridge that gap or close that gap? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I always find it is evolving too. I think since I was saw that I had that sort of initial permission is the word that I use that probably from feeling empowered and understanding that process of simplicity parenting and the pillars or the, the realms, I think you call them. But then I had permission. So I can think of pretty distinct times in my life where I've been like, okay, time to simplify again and like evolve. What I need is completely different now to feel better than what I needed two years ago or a year ago. Okay. So you work with a lot of families and I wondered if there's anything that you see happening right now. Obviously there's a lot of uncertainty in the world and I'm wondering if there's any, maybe you can give us permission for something today because <laughs> you're oh, so yeah. good at that. <laughs> I mean, I think permission to say that it's hard and it's not to say I'm that like not to be stuck in that. Like I remember when I was going through when things were so tough and I, I was so pissed because I felt like I didn't have any safe spaces until I found them. But that's the thing. I had to find them where I couldn't say that it was hard, right? Or people people would say like, well, at least this or, oh, be positive. And I mean, I think the upside of being in this collectively is that everyone's kind of going through it on a you know, one scale or the other. I think adjusting our expectations is really important. Looking at what your fears are, you know, like if, if you're willing to acknowledge what might be under the surface is really powerful. Also, I love that one. That's yeah, so good. That's <laughs> really big if you're willing to. Yeah, I was well, just to be candid, like just this morning, we did two hours, my husband and I, with one of my mentors to like really dig deep and look, look at our relationship and the things that we need, you know, some healing and shifting our patterns. And I was, I ended up in tears because the fear that came up was I'm scared that his cancer is going to come back and he's going to die. And uh, it's not something that I'm, you know, it's, it's a little bit there, but it's not entirely, you know, but it's, but it is. So I think having, that's what happens when we have the space and I know people are busy, right? So it's just, a, but it's a matter of priority as well of what's important. <laughs> so I found that I had to put myself first 
So giving myself permission to prioritize my energy, my resources, my money, my time towards, for me anyway, my own healing and my own well-being. Because, I mean, I know kids can't really do gymnastics or that kind of stuff. So the decision's made for you, right? So this is really a journey about going inwards on however you can. Do you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Back in the day, I chose like the kids weren't in any activities or I didn't invest because I had to shift our resources to really help myself keep afloat. So what would I say for now? I mean, I'm noticing, I mean, a lot of people are burnt out. A lot of people, it just feels like too much. What do you need to simplify, right? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. The things you're not going to do or, or the things that you are going to do, but trusting in the process, knowing that you, that you are powerful. I mean, there's lots that you can do to take charge, right? And this is, this, this is something I've always had to reconcile is that we can take charge. And then there's also the other truth is that you also don't have control. So resting in that truth. And I think there's an acceptance, not like a, there's a surrender to it, not a giving up or not a like, oh, I'm not taking responsibility, but it's also, it's a co-creation, if you will, or a a walking alongside. It's like, I have my backpack on, my boots on, I'm going to walk, or I'm going to actually take a pause and sit down, but I'm not alone. I, I feel like, well, simplicity was a big pillar, uh, my journey, uh, surrender <laughs> so much mm-hmm. so, right? like fertility and just, just when, you know, life isn't how you imagined it to be, which is exactly where many people may be. And that you can also have gratitude and, you know, when Mark was sick and he was home, I it was very much like m- many of the new moms that I work with right now who are at home during the pandemic. It's not how they imagined it to be. And their partners may be as, at home as well. So they're finding that there are some losses, invisible losses, but there's also some gratitude, perhaps. And sometimes people feel bad about that, right? But it's it's also to own, to acknowledge that, right? It's okay to, to be both, to be sad and to be happy, you know? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I, it's funny that I've had to learn that, but that was something I had to learn to embrace in my life is those opposing things existing at the same time. Wow. Okay. This is amazing. I love this. <laughs> you just gave us lots of permission. Yeah, I mean, and, and when we're in it, when we're in, in it, <laughs> you know, even if we have the bigger picture, it could be, we need the reminders. That's why we need the spaces and the, the reflections and the mirrors is to, to, to remind us to keep trusting the process and that we're not alone and you are so much more than what you're going through right now. And also, and that's just like, we're talking about the dark, so to speak, but it's like, for me, the the light, like when you're stepping into your power and you're owning your truth and you're like creating the life that you want, that that's also safe too. But there's, there can be some shadow stuff that we need to work through. That's, that's all just the stuff that I love helping people with. I am so honored to have you as a guest today and want to wrap this up by celebrating some fun things that are totally unique to you. So let's learn a little bit more with our rapid fire questions. So I'm going to just be playful for a second and we're going to get Lynn's preferences and picks here (laughs) for some things. So are you tea or coffee? Tea. I've never had coffee in my life. Don't judge me. (laughs) Okay. Meditation or affirmation? Mm, Affirmations. Real books or audiobooks? Real. Cardio or yoga? Yoga. Skiing. <laughs> Hiking. Yeah. Hiking. Yeah. 
Okay. What about, well, I was going to say, do you live by the ocean or live by the mountains? I'm in the mountains. (laughs) And your favorite essential oil? Oh, Citrus Bliss. It's it's doTERRA blend, but I love it. Nice. Do you use it with the family or? Yeah. Yeah. We diffuse Mark's totally into them. He, he'll, he put it on today and the kids have rollers that they use and yeah, definitely use the oils. Love it. Okay. Amazing. Thank you, Lynn. I always feel so seen and understood by Lynn. I have been through more than one of her programs now, and she continues to guide me in being the mother I want to be. She's the first person I book appointments with when my family is going through any kind of uncertainty or transition. She helps me reconnect to my values, and that allows me to show up as the parent that I want to be in daily life and in our hardest moments as a family. I'm so glad you guys got to meet her today. If you ever wanted to make lasting change in how your family feels, then you're going to want to start following Lynn online or visit her website, which are all linked in today's show notes. Her programs and services, her approach, and even the community of women that she attracts, it's such a perfect starting point for making sustainable change and feeling more alignment in motherhood. She helps you bridge the gap between how you were parented and how you want to parent. And I love how she believes in using the extraordinary power of less to raise calmer, happier, and more secure kids. Thanks for listening to Embrace Simplified, the podcast. I hope you picked up some inspiration today and that you take action to feel your best. Can you guys do me a solid? If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. It helps more people find the podcast. If you know someone who needs to hear this episode, shoot them a text right now and share it. I love getting those notes from friends. And I also love seeing where you're listening from. So please keep tagging us online at Embrace Simplified. Don't forget to subscribe so you can catch new episodes as they drop. Until next time, I'm your host, Kirsty. Remember, you have it in you to simplify your life.